Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Martin Pig. He is an author, speaker, and coach in the personal mastery arena. His mission is to radically elevate global happiness with the pig principle. For fun, he flies airplanes, lifts weights, and occasionally even wears a Speedo on stage. Let's ask more about that. He currently lives in Orlando, Florida. Can't wait to connect. Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so it's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit, first of all, about what you do. So how would you describe if someone said, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you describe that? Well, I would say just very succinctly that I help people find and live their purpose in life. And I know that a lot of people are resonating with that, um, especially in the entrepreneurial world. But I have a principle that I've used called the pig principle for a lot of years that is a specific framework to help people do that. And so that's primarily what I do when I go out and I speak to groups or if I'm my coaching practice, I'm even writing a, a second book on this now. It's really to help people find and live their purpose in life. Well, tell us about wearing a Speedo on stage, because now I'm curious. Is that part of what you do, part of the teaching, or were you in some sort of a contest? Well, yeah, no, I am, I am a competitive bodybuilder. And as a matter of fact, I'm three, three and a half weeks out from my next show. And so the funny thing about it is that, and I put that in there so that people see that it, you know, it kind of catches them off guard, but it also is something that I'm passionate about. I, you know, I'm passionate about flying I'm a pilot. I'm passionate about training for competition. And so probably a couple of times a year, I'll get up on stage in my posing trunks and hit a few shots just to keep myself in shape and just have some fun. It sounds really fun. And so airplanes, how does that fit into all of this? Is that something you do as a hobby? Is it a former career? Um, tell us about that. Well, no, when I, you know, when I go into the, uh, the pig principle, what I talk about, and Flavia, it's okay if we go into that now or? Absolutely. Okay. So when, when I talk about the pig principle, and I'm just going to outline it right quick, and then I'll kind of tie the airplane in. Uh, the principle itself is PIG is an acronym, which is basically for four energies, passion, intention, gratitude, and grace. And the principle itself is, when you pursue your passion with intention and gratitude, your passion will either become your purpose or lead you to it. And when you live with grace, you help other people find and live their purpose. And so that's the principle that I've lived probably for the last 20 years. So how airplanes tie into that is when we talk about the four energies, passion, intention, gratitude, and grace, and I'll just define them right quick. For the purpose of, or for the purpose of finding your reason for being on this planet, Passion is the one finding the one thing that inspires you above all other things. Intention is the energy of what you do and who you connect to. Gratitude is gratitude for the journey and your blessings along the way. And grace is moving through the world with love for yourself and others, humility equal to your blessings, and generosity in the offering of your time, talents, and network to help other people find and live their purpose in life. And so with a purpose... Really, there are kind of three criteria. In order to be a purpose, you got to be passionate about it. It's got to cause you to grow. In some way, personal growth is, is essential. 
And then you need to make a contribution to the world in some some way. So passion, growth, and contribution. But how airplanes got involved was that I was on a uh, Caribbean cruise and just on a lark, decided to do a um, parasailing. And so I went out and did parasailing, flight, you know, sailing above the Caribbean uh, over Orient Bay. Had a blast. Got home back to Baltimore where I was living at the time, and it popped into my head. Why don't you give flying airplanes a try? And Squire Rushnell wrote a book called When God Winks. And I attribute that to one of those aha moments that maybe has a little bit more of a deeper meaning that you may not even be aware of at the time. But when when it popped into my head to try the flying, I jumped on it immediately, had a fantastic experience. And long story short, it became my greatest passion. It was the one thing that inspired me above all other things. And so what happened was, as I continued to fly, just loved it, was intentional about it, because you've got to be intentional about your passion. When I was intentional about it, I was doing it. I was loving it, having a blast. And all of a sudden, I had so much confidence because I was getting additional licenses and all kinds of challenges I was doing with my air, with my flying. I got so much confidence through doing that. Then it caused me to say to myself, if I can do this, I can do anything. So what else can I do? And so I started to, I had been doing a lot of personal development, reading a lot of books, going on courses, doing things like that, taking some network events. And so what happened was when I had the confidence and I started thinking, you know what, I can do anything. I thought I could be a coach. I could be an author. I could take what I know and what I've learned in my experiences and help other people with that. So that's the path that I went down, and that's what I've pursued and brought me to this point where I can have this conversation with you today. But basically, it was that greatest passion that I found led me to my purpose, which is what I do today. Amazing. And your work is quite transformative. So people that you coach sometimes even change careers or leave their current career. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's interesting because I've just had this experience with CEO of a company and I was coaching him and then uh, he got me involved coaching his senior leadership. And so we started a, we started coaching together uh, last summer and I could tell that he had he had a a passion for something. He really had this belief that he had a purpose to pursue that was outside of the corporate environment. And so working with him to develop that passion to get that fire lit, to get going. He wrote a book. He did all kinds of things. But long story short, in, over the course of a year, he actually decided to resign as the CEO to pursue his purpose in life. So I joke, I'm like, I, you know, I coached myself out of a job. But it's this idea that, I, you know, I really believe. And, and, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a hero in my book. I mean, I love solopreneurs. If you, if you want to be a preneur, if you're a mompreneur, whatever, those, those people are heroes to me. And so what I want to do is I want to try to get as many people as I can to, to, to take their own hero's journey and to discover what it is that they really want to do with your, their lives. You know, the, big, the most important question we can ever ask ourselves, and so many of us are afraid to ask is, why am I here? Why am I on this planet? And when I work with people, when I start out with them, I tell them, look, there are close to 8 billion people on this planet. And you're the only person on this earth who will ever be able to do what you can do in the way that you can do it. And that's not a random event. Your birth was not a random event. You have a reason for being here. And so when you look at your, your one of 8 billion with the gifts that nobody else will ever have, 
have ever had before you were here, have now, or will have when you leave. And you combine that with the fact that scientists estimate that, and you can Google this, you can Google the study, you can read it, but scientists estimate that you have your odds of being on this planet at this time in life were one in 400 trillion. So when you look at the odds of you being here and you look at your unique gifts, what I want you to consider is, why am I here? What am I supposed to do with these gifts? And am I currently doing it? Whatever it is that I'm supposed to do, am I doing that? And if not, how can I do it? And the reason why so many people are afraid to ask, why am I here? Is because they have accepted a life that's based on the expectations of others and not what they really want to do. And they're afraid to confront that. But I want to tell you this, and this is something that was so impactful for me. Blaise Pascal said, all of man's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. If you can take a few minutes every day just to yourself to be alone and just ask the universe, ask God, whatever you believe, why I am here? Why am I here? And then wait for the answer. You will get that answer. You'll get that God wink that Squire Rushnell talked about in his book, When God Rinks. You'll get that answer. And then it's up to you to choose to pursue that answer, whatever it is, and to end up living the beautiful life that you deserve, the unique life based on your unique gifts and your reason for being on this planet. You work with so many people, uh, helping them through these deep questions and the transformations. What are some of the commonalities? Like, what do you see as uh, one of the most common reasons or symptoms why someone might be unhappy in their life and need transformation? I think so many people get frustrated because they're living someone else's version of their life. And at some point, people go to work, they work in their cubicles, they work in whatever spaces they're working in, and they really don't like what they're doing. They feel like what they're doing doesn't matter. So many of the people that I work with feel like they're going to work, going to jobs that don't matter to them. And so after a certain period of time, a year, three years, five years, 15, 20, 30 years, you look up and you, you're like, why am I doing this? I'm supposed to be doing something bigger and better with my life and I'm stuck. And they get frustrated. I hear that. I get a lot of that frustration. You know, one of the people that I was working with, and I work with a lot of folks in their, anywhere from their mid-40s to 50s, 60s, I was working with a woman recently, and I've been working with her about six or seven months. She's in a job she doesn't like. And I asked her when we started, I said, she's, I think she's 62, maybe 63. I said, why do you do what you do? And she said, because I have two years left or three years left before I can get my full social security. And when I hear that, it wounds my heart. And so I worked with her to build up her courage and her confidence to get her to the point where she can see a future outside of this cubicle that she's working in right now. And actually at 63 or 64 can start to think about maybe a different direction she can take her life and live a better life. I just, Flavia, for me, and you know this, the everybody talks about it. And it's real popular right now. It's like, find your why. Everybody wants to know, what is your why? What, what is your why and then pursue your why? My why obviously is very personal. My why is to defeat the voices of mediocrity so they won't have the opportunity to define my life at the time of my death. And what I mean by that is, and when I say voices of mediocrity, whether they're internal or external 
or external to become internalized. It's this, you're too old. You can't do this. Nobody's going to appreciate this. Why are you bothering? All these negative things that started when we were kids, when we were being programmed by our, by our parents or society or whoever or both, and kept on going with the circles we ran around in with our friends and society that had their own version of our, what we should be doing with our lives and kept telling us why we couldn't do that, why we couldn't be successful, why you shouldn't be an entrepreneur, why you would, shouldn't take a chance. What could you, you know, you could ruse, ruin this. You could lose this. You could do so many things wrong. And there's all these voices that get into our head that prevent us from being able to do what it is that we really want to do with our lives. And it just, so I'm very cognizant of these voices of mediocrity that I call them. And one of the quotes, my own personal quote that I tell people, and I signed in my book, I wrote a book called Winning the War with Yourself. And what I signed in the book is never allow the voices of mediocrity to silence the whispers of your own soul. And I just, when I work with people and I, and I see people and I talk to people, the vast majority of the people don't want to be doing what, they want, what they're doing. They don't want to go to that job. They don't want to spend five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years doing something that doesn't matter to them. Because here's what I know for sure, because I've read this and I've done Google, you know, I've, I've read studies and research and books Many of your audience may know the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. Bronnie Ware was a hospice nurse that did, in, did intake interviews for her patients, people who were in their last days and weeks of life. And one of the questions she always asked when she interviewed them was, what are your biggest regrets? And the number one regret of all of these dying patients was invariably some version of, I wish I'd lived a life true to myself and not the life others expected me to live. And that just, for some reason, it just burned in my brain. And I think about that all the time. And it's what drives me. And it drives me to help other people because I don't want them to get to that point. Because what I fear is that most of us go to that point and we can change it. We can choose a different path. Does it take courage? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Could there be some hardships along the way? No doubt. But the reward in the end is so much more worth it than being stuck in a life that other people expect you to live. And that's why I get so excited about mompreneurs and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and people who are, who are taking that bold move, stepping away, being courageous, taking a risk or a perceived risk to do something they love. And Flavia, you know, the thing about it is I always laugh when I hear this thing about job security. If we've learned anything from COVID, there's no such thing as job security. And the honest truth of it is there's never been job security because there's only security for as long as that person who hired you likes you. So my thing is step out into the world. Find out why you're here. Create a life around that. Find what makes you unique to create and use it to create a life that makes you happy. You've taken some of your teaching and you've become an author. So you've taken the teaching and converted it into the written form. Tell us a little bit about that. Are you talking about the specific topic itself or? Well, you're an author. Tell us about your books. Okay. Well, I wrote a book called Winning the War with Yourself, How to Fight the Battle, How to Fight the Battle for Your Purpose and Live a Life That Matters. And the book itself is about uh, this. What I tell people is you have two selves inside of you. You have the authentic self and you have the insidious self. And these two selves battle each other for the right to determine the course of your life. Now, the insidious self is the untethered fusion 
of your fears, criticisms, disappointments, and judgments with the fears, criticisms, disappointments, and judgments of your friends, your family, and your society. And they battle the authentic, authentic self, which is your authentic self is kindred to your soul and cries out to you to do work that matters. And so you have these two selves in a constant battle with each other to lead you in the direction they want you to go. And the insidious self has an arsenal of weapons at its disposal that it's ready to deploy anytime you think you might want to step away from the expected and live the life you really want to live. And it uses those weapons anytime you start to get a little bit of courage. And those weapons are things, weapons are energies like uh, doubt, shame, fear, guilt. And on the other side of that was your authentic side, your authentic self. Your authentic self has has an array of powers that are stronger once you strengthen them, they're strong enough to defeat the insidious self. And they are energies such as faith, hope, love, and belief. And so in the book, and what I try to do with what I do with my people and my own clients is I work to get them to strengthen those authentic powers to a level where they're strong enough to defeat the insidious weapons and take a bold step toward the life they really want to live. And how do people connect with you? You've shared so many fantastic principles and a lot of, I think, uh, topics that will make people be introspective (laughs) right now after they listen to this. They're like, probably going to be looking for some additional meaning in their own life and uh, just letting a lot of what we just talked about sit with them. Where do they go to connect with you uh, to learn more about what you teach, about your coaching? Uh, Where can they go and find you online? Well, they can go to martinpig.com, it's M-A-R-T-I-N-P-I-G-G.com, or they can find me on Instagram at, at martinpig. Martin, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been amazing to chat with you and to learn about your teaching, your philosophies, and uh, kind of your lens on the world. And I think it's been very useful for people to hear that because all of us need to, from time to time, reevaluate where we are in life, our own level of happiness and satisfaction and our purpose. Uh, the things that make us passionate. And you're someone that not only teaches, but you also live the example. So thank you so much for sharing what you know with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity to serve your audience. I appreciate it. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kajabi.com kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com. And that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind. And I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.